This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing time that we had in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us. Thank you for your presence, presence in this place. Thank you for all the great privilege that we have to come week after week to your house, to be together with the, the saints of God, to have fellowship, the gathering together of the saints, which is precious in your eyes. Thank you, Lord, that you're here in our midst, affecting your will in our lives, establishing your purpose in our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Have your way, Lord. Speak to us this morning. Speak to us. Correct us. Clear our understanding. Make our perceptions right. Change the way we look at things. Transform our mind. Renew our mind. Transform us, we pray. Transform us into the likeness of Christ. Remind us of our identity, our wealth in Christ, our treasure in Christ. We seek your face. We want to hear your voice. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are in a new month. If you have not already realized that, we have entered in the second half of 2022. Already. Yeah? Already. Already. That's the thing. Already entered into the second half of 2022. July is here. Hallelujah. We are being continually fed and nourished by the Spirit of God. We are being fed, nourished by God's Word in this place. And the Spirit of God is opening our minds to understand the things of God. I'm sure that in six months you've learned so much. There's so much of uh, upgradation that has happened. So much of revelation that you've received. And God is teaching us. And this is the year of rejoicing, great rejoicing. God is teaching us to walk in that great rejoicing. Amen. We've been considering the grace of God for the past few months and uh, also the dynamics and the varied expressions of grace. I hope you are uh, going back to, to the notes. You are like, you know, revising because grace is everything to a Christian. Grace is everything to a Christian. You are who you are by the grace of God. You will become who you are supposed to be by the grace of God. Grace will make you what God wants you to be. If you depend on the grace of God, the grace of God will mold your life, will shape your life. And we looked at the, the, the dynamics of grace. God's grace enables us to, do, to be what God wants us to do. Amen. To live up to the expectations of God, it enriches our lives. Amen. It highlights us, it teaches us to live sober, righteous and godly in this present age. I don't know whether you know this already, but there is not a single day in your life on which you do not need the grace of God. Uh, I, I, I let that sink in. It has to sink deep. There's not a single day in your life on which you don't need the grace of God. There's not a single moment actually on which, in which you don't need the grace of God. You are in, in perpetual need of His grace. 
and the good news is the grace of god is so abounding that you will never exhaust the grace of god you can always depend on the grace of god always depend on the grace of god whatever you are doing wherever you are you can depend on the grace of god and derive amen the grace of god draw from the grace of god uh, and we've been looking of late we've been looking at the grace of god in the context of everyday christian living how how the grace of god enables us to overcome trials say trials and to overcome the challenges of life and we looked at that and to emerge out of the trials with great joy and i told you it's the grace of god that'll teach you to emerge out of your trials and come out with the outcome of joy amen and we looked at the scripture from james chapter 1 consider it all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing let's keep reading but if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of god who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him but he must ask in faith without doubting for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind now i want you to clearly see the flow of thoughts here okay we've already looked considered that but i want you to consider this text one more time and clearly see the flow of thoughts that james is using james is writing about what yeah trials that's right trials say trials james is writing about trials and in the context of trials he's talking about joy say joy and he's trying to tell us that in the context of trials you can have joy you can bring it to an outcome of joy then he goes on to talk about endurance then he talks about if you allow endurance to have its work in you the the outcome the final outcome of endurance having its work in you is that you will be perfect meaning you will come of age you will mature as a christian you will come of age as a christian you will be mature as a christian perfect complete lacking in nothing that's what the bible says yeah that's what we 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 study so in this context what's the context one more time together what's the context say it loud trials in the context of facing trials james inspired by the holy spirit is telling us but if any of you lack wisdom if any of you lack wisdom if any of you lacks wisdom we know that he has not moved on to the next subject how but that's right there's a but so he's talking about trials he's talking about the outcome of joy that you have to command he's talking about endurance he's talking about the testing of faith he's talking about perfection and maturity and then he goes on to he continues the the flow of thoughts and he says but say but but if any of you lacks wisdom what's the context say trials so in the context of trials james is bringing in a new subject what is that wisdom when you encounter trials we learn that we must command joy 
we we learned last week that we must make the we can make the valley of baka a spring of joy and uh, we are we had to continually lead and and command joy into the trials that we go through so that we will not wane in strength but we will grow in endurance and that we will not lack in any good thing in that context james is talking about wisdom say wisdom say wisdom and it's a very is a very important teaching point of james teaching here do not miss out on that but no he is he is putting his finger there and he is talking about but like this but so you say consider it all joy my brother when you face various trials knowing that the testing of your faith will produce endurance let endurance have its perfect work in you that you may be complete lacking in nothing perfect and complete uh, complete lacking in nothing but say but together say but but if anyone lacks wisdom it's a very important point of his teaching but do you know what james is trying to tell us readers do you know what he's trying to tell you when you face trials in life what you really need is not 10 people sitting around you and sympathizing with you how we like to have some people share in our sorrow how we all like to have a company when you're going through a trial but james is not saying when you go through the trials pray for some people to come and console you no, that's not what james is saying what you really need when you pass through trials is not a strong shoulder to lean on as some would say when you face trials in life what you really need is not somebody who will listen to you as you narrate the tearful details of your pain and agony if you want somebody to listen to so much of pain we want somebody to listen it's a good thing to listen to people who are going through pain but in the context of you going through a trial your need is not somebody who will listen to your pain and agony and your sorrow story story that's not your real need your need when you face trials in life is not the opinions and advices of man your need when you face trials is not some entertainment to cheer you up now we have that idea even christians have that idea when somebody is low we'll tell them come let's go for a for an outing we'll we'll take a break so that it can make you numb to your pain it's all from the world by the way all these ideas that we have is coming from the world and we have embraced these ideas when we face trials but when you face trials according to this text in james what you need really need is the wisdom of god but if anyone lacks wisdom so james tell te- james is telling you what you must do in trials you have to command joy and the outcome of it will be endurance and perfection and and maturity and then he tells you but there's a problem this will work only if you have wisdom hello this will work in your trial only if you have wisdom if you don't have wisdom don't worry if anyone lacks wisdom let him ask of god in your trial you need wisdom not the wisdom of man but the wisdom of god 
not the wisdom of this world, but the wisdom from heaven, the wisdom from above. In fact, James goes on to talk about the wisdom from above. We'll consider it later. But that's what we need when you go through trials. Now, whenever I get to pray for people and going through trials, I've noticed this. The Holy Spirit will prompt me to pray like this. Lord, let your wisdom prevail over their lives. And I've, I've, I've noticed myself, I've caught myself praying this line, maybe paraphrased, different versions of it, but I've, I've found myself praying this prayer when I pray for people who are going through a situation. And I'll say, Lord, let your wisdom prevail. Let your wisdom come forth in this. And I've, I, mean, I've, I, I didn't really understand what it was, but I really knew that the Holy Spirit was prompting me to pray like that. Now I know because it talks about when people are passing through a trial, when a Christian is passing through a trial, what that person needs the most is wisdom from God. It's wisdom from God. Now, one thing that you can pray for people who are going through a trouble, trouble, troubling situation is, Lord, give them wisdom. And confidently pray, Lord, I bless this person with wisdom. Let your wisdom lead them. Let your wisdom lead this person. So grace of God, we, we consider that the grace of God will teach us in trials. It's not trials which are teaching us, but it's the grace of God teaching us. And what is grace teaching us? What is the grace of God teaching us? Say it loud. The wisdom of God. What else? What is grace teaching us? Say it loud. What is God, the grace of God teaching us? The wisdom of God. The grace of God is teaching us the wisdom of God. Now, why do we need wisdom of God in trials? And some of you have not really understood what, what this is all about. Trials and wisdom. We can't, I, I'm sure that you all have read through that passage. And most of you have completely missed out on what it is about. What's the connection between trials and wisdom? Why do we need wisdom when we pass through trials? We need the wisdom of God so that we will not speak unbecomingly. Now, when we are in trials, we'll speak all kinds of nonsense. Do you know that? When you are, when you are pressured, that's the time when we'll speak nonsense. Do you know that, do you know that most of the, the wrong demonic doctrines have emerged from situations of trial. We have songs that celebrate the pain and the grace of God which comes to us even in our pain to take us out of our situation. We have, we have worshipful songs which, which so highly exalt the pain and the agony and the misery. You know why? Because we don't have wisdom. When we pass through trials, we are led by emotions and not by the wisdom of God. We need wisdom of God so that we will not speak rubbish. We need the wisdom of God so that when we pass through trials, we will not blaspheme against God. The pressure will be so much when we go through trials that, you know, we can even have advices like this, curse God and die. But we need the wisdom of God so that we will not blaspheme against God in our trials. We need the wisdom of God so that we will stay with the word of God. 
in our trials. No, what keeps you afloat in your trials is the word of God. You need the wisdom of God so that you will stay with the word of God and not the word of man. Amen. We need the wisdom of God so that we will be able to lead that trial into a joyful outcome. That's why we need the wisdom of God. Now, do you know that everything that I said now is in one way or the other connected to, say it, it's connected to speaking. What is the evidence of wisdom? The words that you speak. That's right. Wisdom comes forth as words. That's why even if a, 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 even a foolish man is considered wise if he keeps quiet. Are you with me? Uh, just flow with me, please. Yeah? Even a foolish man is considered wise. What? How? If he keeps quiet. Why? Because wisdom is revealed or the lack of wisdom is revealed by the words that we speak. So in trials, we are pressured to speak. When we pass through situations and, and, and if somebody is there to sit and to give us fellowship when we are passing through trials, that's the time we speak a lot of things. We need the wisdom of God to speak right. Amen? Now what you speak is the most critical part of your living. Now I have told this before and I want to tell this again. Your life is not going to be any prettier than the words that come forth from your mouth. Your life will not become any prettier than your words. That's the reason why some of some Christians are living absolutely ridiculous lives. You know why? Because their words are still not adding up to the word of God. And your, your life is not going to look any brighter than the word of God. Your, the, the words that you speak. If you speak the word of God, your life will show the reflection of the word of God in your life. Amen. And that's why we need to learn the language of God's word when we speak. We must be so used to the language of God's word that even when we pass through trials, the only thing that comes out of our mouth is the word of God. Hallelujah. Whether you know it or not, this is the reality. You are building your life with the words that you speak. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you approve of it or not, you are building your life with the words that you speak. You are giving shape, size and color to your future with the words that you speak. If you are speaking gray words, your future is going to look gray. If you are speaking bright colored words, your future is going to look bright colored. Hallelujah. Your wo your, the words of your mouth is shaping your destiny. It's shaping, it's paving the, the path, the course of your life. Hallelujah. And that's why it's very important to, you know, it's a, this book teaches us about that, by the way. The bridling the tongue and all. Who's a perfect man? It talks about that. Who's a perfect man? The one who can bridle his tongue is a perfect man. 
know why the perfect man will produce perfect words which will produce the perfect future for him and the test is when trials happen when you go through trials that's what that's when the that's when your tongue is put to the test that's when all the things that you've learned see that's why we tell you learn god's word learn god's word memorize god's word memorize god's word you know why when you are shaken what comes out of you is god's word now the problem is many christians don't pay attention to god's word they don't meditate on god's word they don't learn god's word because they, they don't feel the need of it and when they face a trial what comes out of their mouth is everything but the word of god Are you with me? You can create your world by the words that you speak. What's the proof? What's the proof? That's right. That's right. You're, just, you're a child of God. How did God create the world? Say it loud. God created the world with the words of his mouth. And you are children of God. Huh? life and death is in the power of your tongue hallelujah so what are you coloring your future future with which color are you giving your future is it all dark and gloomy and bleak or is it bright and shiny and and shimmery and this is a spiritual principle which many christians seem to be unaware of when you speak look at listen to this when you speak your words go before you and accomplish the things which you have spoken this is a spiritual principle the words that you speak will go before you and will try to accomplish the things which you are speaking the spiritual principle by the way now you think it's such a such an amazing thing uh but the truth is this spiritual principle is followed by even the world and it works for them to an extent do you know that this works for the world also because it's a spiritual principle the things that you speak has power to manifest because man is created with that power god works in that in that principle his his working is is based on this principle he spoke and he created like i said that's why we read that scripture in Isaiah 55 can you put that verse Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11 for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and make it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth it will not return to me empty without accomplishing what i desire and without succeeding in the matter for which i send it so god works on this principle and by the way the demonic world also copies this principle you know everything that you see in the in the bright side of spirituality is also copied in the dark side of spirit in the spiritual world the dark spiritual world the demonic realm also so this is a replica okay a fake replica let just as we worship god they worship satan you know that 
there are satan worshipers there are satan worshiping uh, temples for uh, dedicated to satan things like that yeah why because it's a replica a fake replica a counterfeit replica of the real deal that we have with our god so the principle that god applies is is that it's a faith principle it's a 100% faith principle you speak and it creates the words that you speak carries the power to create that's the principle by which god works and that's the principle which even the demonic world copies and that's why sometimes you hear i don't know how many of you notice this but sometimes you hear a person speak a person in power i mean not necessarily a person in power a person obscure also but a person will speak something so uh, blatantly evil and you go like did he really say that did he really say that no you you heard him speak and you you can go back it's on record you go back and can listen to it and he, you heard him say it's it's right those words were spoken by that person for the world to hear and you you thought like okay probably that person has gone out of his mind maybe it was a slip of his tongue but it because it was so evil and so ridiculous for you to even comprehend but later maybe a later maybe a couple of years later maybe a decade later maybe a century later you will see something so in line with what was spoken by that person some time back you know why because the truth is that what was blotted out was not accidental it was blotted out with a purpose that's that's a spiritual reality that's why the words are spoken are communicated because it carries the power to produce something in the spiritual world amen okay i'll i'll, I'll show you an example okay this is this, this example if you get it 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 cements this this like and makes it clear in the in the valley of uh, what's the valley ela the valley of ela where the children of israel the armies of israel ah uh, that's right the where the armies of israel and uh, the philistine army was in combat or they they came together they were at the valley of ela if the name is correct huh with goliath that's right with the philistine army there with goliath remember what happened in that valley that place where they were uh, soko was the name of the place uh, the mountain the hill the city whatever it is where you know that happened you know remember what happened there what did goliath do huh you know start before like you know before david appeared in the scene what was he doing that's right he came in the open okay there's an army there there's an army here but as one man this guy came and he said you are servants of soul am a philistine then he said if you if one of your man can come and fight against me if i defeat him if you if that person defeats me we will serve you but if i defeat you then you're going to serve serve us or serve me okay what was that words say words the demonic world use words and what happened the most powerful army on the face of the earth at that point of time which is that army the israel army the israelite army the most powerful army why because god fights for them that's why okay the most powerful army on the face of the earth they were intimidated 
because one guy came and said something not because he did something because he said something this is a spiritual principle fear is inflicted by words not by deeds 2020 onwards we can realize that it was all words they were yapping 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 every television channel every newspaper every news corporation was all yapping the same thing why they wanted to inflict fear the spirit world operates like that fear is inflicted by words he did not do anything he came in the open he came with his uh, long spear somebody was carrying his shield he was a giant of a man all that is true but he just said a couple of lines and he defied the armies of israel he despised the children of israel that's what he did the words of his mouth now what this guy did is amazing okay he spoke creating fear the grape wine of fear he triggered you know what is a grape wine right grape wine is a is a term that is used in communication a grape wine of fear was was triggered by this guy when he said something the people who heard it the children of israel they started to repeat the words that were spoken against them by this one guy you know for how many days he tormented them that's right for 40 days he didn't do a thing can you imagine he didn't do a thing the people's choice king saul couldn't do anything about it for 40 days they were all in fear why say words words it's a, it's a reality the words of that proceeds from the mouth of a person carries the power to control to manipulate to create the demonic world uses to create to to control to manipulate and to inflict and to torment but we got we as god's children has the power to overcome by the words that we speak so when david came into the scene he did which no other man did what is that everybody was talking about goliath and the words that he said but david didn't join the party and continued to speak about what he said but he said who is this man who is this uncircumcised philistine that he should defy the ranks of israel what will be given to the man who will slay this guy see the words that you speak has the power to knock down the devil he was a giant was in okay now according to world standards david was no match to, to goliath david was a small little boy a teenager maybe but goliath was a giant of a man there was no match goliath was intimidating in looks and in words but david decided not to join the party not to receive the grape wine and be a part of the grape wine like i said see that listen to this your your trials can speak to you i said this last week also your trials can speak and speak a lot that's how we we get into a place of doubting you know why because your trials will speak to you that's right even goliath had to speak all he did was speak he didn't do anything 
He just came out and he spoke. He went back. He came out the next day. He spoke and he went back. For 40 days, he did the same thing. He didn't do anything. He spoke and he went back. Your trials will speak to you. Your trials will speak to you. The trials that you face can be so prolix, full of words. Just like Goliath, he was a prolix man. He was talking all the time. Only talking, yapping, yapping, yapping. Intimidating the people of Israel, the children of Israel, the armies of Israel. Even the king was intimidated because of Goliath, the words of Goliath's mouth. Now David came to the scene. He, he decided to deny that fear to take over him. And he spoke. What, what, what happened first? When he said these words, who listened to him first? His brother. And his brother rebuked him. But what did David do? He continued to say the same thing. Then what happened? The words that he spoke were reported to King Saul. That's what the Bible says. You can go back and read. They did not report that David is a mighty man. He was a, he's a warrior. No, he has killed the lion and the bear. No, none of those things were reported. The words that David spoke were reported to King Saul. In the spiritual world, everything is reported by the, on the basis of your words. Now, if you ask me, what, gave, what made David slay Goliath? What made David the king of Israel? I would say the words that he spoke. The words that he spoke created way for him to stand before his king. Amen. Hallelujah. It brought him, it, it pulled him out of obscurity and positioned him to face the biggest giant that nobody in Israel could dare to fight with. Hallelujah. And even there, when Goliath was speaking to him, he, he, he knocked down all the words and he spoke back. This is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to slay you. And I'm going to feed you to the birds. Hallelujah. Say wisdom. Say wisdom. Now the, the entire army of Israel were operating in the wisdom of this world. They were, they were submitted to the wisdom of the words which came forth from the mouth of Goliath. But David operated in the wisdom of God. How do we know that? The words that he spoke reveals the wisdom with which he operated. He functioned. Man. Now when you pass through trials, what are the, what are the things that you are saying? As a family, when you sit together to discuss about the problems that you're facing, what do you say? What are the words that are being discussed? What are the adjectives that you use concerning your situation? Hallelujah. And that's why you, you know, when you pass through trials, what you need is not five people who will speak in sympathy over you. What you need is the wisdom of God. One person can come to you with the wisdom of God. That's what you need. One person who, who can correct your perspective and tell you to shape up and to stand firm and to knock down the devil. That's what you need. That's who you need as a friend. That's why he said, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. 
Don't stop asking for people. Stop asking for consolation. Stop asking for comfort. Stop asking for entertainment. Stop asking to make the pain, uh, make you numb of the pain. Stop asking any of these things. Ask for wisdom. The wisdom of God will help you to command joy in your trial. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? Tell anybody, but your tongue is so powerful. The tongue is so powerful. The creative power placed upon your tongue is beyond your wildest imagination. When you use your tongue to speak, it releases such power which you cannot even imagine. Hey, Pastor Jumma, he doesn't have anything else to say that, but this is the truth. You can check it with God's word. Your tongue was created to speak in alignment with God's word. The problem is we are not using it accordingly. Your tongue was created, placed in your mouth to speak in alignment with God's word and to agree with the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. What is the gift, the spiritual gift which edifies a person? That's right. The, the one gift that is given to self-edify is the gift of? The gift of? Say it loud. Not the gift of thinking. The gift of? Tongues. What do you do when you speak in tongues? You speak mysteries. Whose mysteries? The mysteries of God. Huh? The deep things of God. That's right. The mysteries of God. So what is that? The wisdom of God. So when you speak in tongues, you're speaking the wisdom of God. What does it do? It edifies. It builds. That's why you have the gift of tongues. Sit tongues. Tell anybody your tongue is not a small thing. Now this book tells you your tongue is not a small thing. It looks very small. It might feel very small, but it is the most powerful component in your body. It can create a universe. It can create a world for you. It can give color to your future. It can make your future, your, your world look brighter. It can mold the course of your life, the, the path of your life can be leveled by your words. Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 9 and 10. Put it up on the screen if you can. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plan. How? Because he has placed his word upon your tongue. Not with machine guns and ballistic missiles. Word upon your tongue can affect all these things. Hallelujah. Say my tongue, my tongue. Lord, help my tongue. Lord, help my tongue. Touch my tongue. Lord, I know even as we, we are praying, we are learning about, we've learned about righteousness. You know, you must present your tongue as an instrument of righteousness. Your tongue must declare the right things. Your tongue must produce the fruit of righteousness. 
your tongue your tongue don't let your tongue be loose all the time don't sway it any way you want don't wield it any way you want now be take mastery over your tongue okay hear it from um solomon the wisest man who ever lived second only to christ what do you say about wisdom proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 wisdom is the principal thing the main thing that's what it means the principal thing therefore get wisdom put it up on ngjv if you can ngjv yes wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting get understanding hallelujah the principal thing every season of your life you can have one desire see when solomon was given the opportunity by god to ask him anything what did he ask wisdom and this verse says that he did not regret a bit this verse is proof that he did not regret that decision a bit he asked for wisdom and then he's saying wisdom is the principal thing in all your therefore get wisdom in all you're getting get understanding hallelujah if any man lacks wisdom let him ask of god who gives to all men liberally and without reproach it'll be given to him when you're lacking what are, what are you supposed to do say ask god do not hesitate to ask god do not hesitate to ask god you ask god the word lack means when you are in want that's what it means if any man is in want let him ask of god if any man lacks wisdom if any man is in want of wisdom let him ask of god when you face a trial you need wisdom when you find yourself in the need of wisdom ask of god do not be shy do not be unsure ask of god he will not push you away that's what the scripture says he will not push you away he will not deny your demand because he gives liberally and without reproach you know what what mean by without reproach without uh, that's right without giving blame putting blame without finding fault that's what it means without rebuke he gives you and he will not be like when wisdom all the time you want wisdom Now use the wisdom that I gave you earlier. No, he will not say that. He will not rebuke you for asking wisdom. He will not find fault with you. He will not blame it on you. When you ask God, he gives liberally. Every time you ask God wisdom, he will give. That's what it means. Every time you ask God, he will not say use the wisdom that I gave you last week. No. Are you with me? Are you getting what I'm saying? no he was he so see your god is so lavish with wisdom he is so liberal with wisdom he is so generous with wisdom in him are, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge treasures of wisdom and knowledge found in whom in christ jesus if a man who has a treasure does not mind giving a little bit of that that's our god what you want you want to excel in the things that you do ask wisdom you want to overcome the trial that you're facing ask for wisdom 
Ask for wisdom. You want to know how to deal with the situation that you're facing? Ask for wisdom. You have a sickness? Ask for wisdom. You're faced with a, a, a condition in your body? Ask for wisdom. So that you will speak right. Now most of the time, it's our pride. We don't want to apply these things. We are so self-reliant. We know it all. We know it all. The person who does not ask is a very proud person. He feels so self-reliant. A person who does not listen is a proud person. He does not feel the need. Hallelujah. He gives without rebuke or blame. He will not rebuke you for asking wisdom. He will not blame you when you ask him for wisdom concerning a situation. In fact, I want to encourage you today. I'm going to close. I want to encourage you to make a decision today. Here on, when you find yourself facing a situation or encounter, you have encountered a trial, the first thing you must do is ask God for wisdom. Make it a decision. And see how it will transform the way you live. It will change the way you live. You're facing a situation. You know, you're, you're like, you're totally perplexed. Okay, from where did it come? How did it happen? Without, with, before you do anything, before you start thinking, you first ask God, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. In this trial, I want wisdom to overcome this trial. In this trial, in this situation, I want to overcome this situation. I want to command your joy. I want to see the manifestation of your plan. Give me wisdom to speak right, to think right. Hallelujah. Know that God's, know what is God's wisdom. God's wisdom is not some good thoughts. God's wisdom is not some, a bag of good thoughts. God's wisdom is the, is the power that created the universe. God's wisdom is the fullness that fills all in all. In fact, uh, uh, you know, I think it's in, the, it's in Romans. Romans ends with this line, to the only wise God, the only wise God, He alone is wise. Amen? That's the God that we serve. Wisdom is His character, His nature, His attribute. One man of God defined wisdom in one of his uh, writings as this. Wisdom is knowing the greatest goal in any situation and the best way to achieve that goal. Wisdom is knowing the greatest goal in any situation and the best way to achieve that goal. In any situation, if you know what's the goal that you need to achieve and the best way to achieve it, you have wisdom. That's wisdom. I would like to paraphrase that. Based on all that I've been studying, I would say, wisdom is knowing the joyous outcome in any trial and the sure way to arrive at that outcome. Wisdom is knowing the joyous outcome in any trial and the sure way to arrive at that outcome. That's wisdom. But let him ask in faith, with, without doubting, 
Oh, he doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed about by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in his ways. We'll look into that later. But for now, know that what you need in a trial is the wisdom of God. Is the wisdom of God. Ask that your joy may be made full. What you, what you must ask, ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. You are in, in a troubling uh, situation. What are you supposed to ask? Ask for wisdom. Ask the grace of God to teach you wisdom. That you may be able to command your joy. Hallelujah. And watch over the words that come forth from your mouth. Your, your words, your words, your tongue. Your tongue. Is your tongue doing damage to your world? Is your tongue doing a lot of damage to your life? Is your tongue destroying your life or is it building your life? Your, your tongue can be destructive. Now we, we saw that in the, in the verse from Jeremiah also. It can destroy, it can uproot, it can pluck. But it can build, it can create. With your tongue, you're supposed to uproot, destroy the, the works of the enemy, the works of the devil. And with your tongue, you are supposed to, to build the works of God, the kingdom of God in your life. Thy kingdom come. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I put it up? Proverbs 8, 12 to 21. Let's read it together. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And I find knowledge and discretion. It's all in the same package. It comes in the same box. They all dwell together. Wisdom, prudence, knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverted mouth. I hate. Counsel is mine. Sound wisdom and sound wisdom. I'm understanding. Power is mine. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, Princes rule and nobles, all who judge rightly. I love those who love me. Wisdom loves those who love wisdom. And those who diligently seek will find me. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even pure gold. And my yield than choice is silver. I walk in the way of righteousness. In the midst of the paths of justice, to endure those who love me with wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. Hallelujah. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. From everlasting I was established, from the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the dust, first dust of the world. The first dust of the world, before that. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep. When he made firm the skies above. When the springs of the deep became fixed. When he set for the sea its boundary. So that the water should not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him as a master workman. 
and I was daily his delight. Rejoicing always before him. This year of rejoicing. You want to rejoice? Ask for wisdom. Rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of men. Therefore, now, O sons, listen to me. For blessed are they who keep my ways. Heed instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. For he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me injures himself. All those who hate me love death. Hallelujah. Say wisdom. Wisdom. That's what you need. Amen. That's what you need. That's what you must desire. I want all of you to stand up. We're going to pray. And we're going to ask God to give us wisdom. Because the Bible gives us the freedom to ask for wisdom. And we're going to desire that we'll be known for his wisdom. We'll exhibit the wisdom of God. Father, this is our prayer this morning. That you endow wisdom. Your word gives us the freedom to ask of you. We can ask confidently, knowing that you will not find fault. You will not put blame on us. But you will give liberally. Without reproach. Without rebuke. You will grant wisdom. Your word guarantees us, Lord, those who, f those who seek wisdom will find it. Those who love it will find life. Lord, we ask of you, Father, that your people, you will fill them with the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. For every trial that they are facing, Lord, let wisdom manifest so that they will stop speaking the, the foolishness of this world. And they will begin to speak in accordance to the wisdom of God. Lord, we saw how your servant David annulled and cancelled and overturned the fear-inflicting words of Goliath, the giant. We pray, Lord, that every giant that we are facing in life, we'll be able to give them a run. We'll cause them to flee. Those giants will flee. Those trials will go. Those mountains will go and fall in the depths of the sea. Because you are going to endow your people with wisdom. Wisdom. You're going to make us wise. You're going to make us wiser than our teachers. Hallelujah. Because you possessed wisdom. Wisdom was your delight. Cause wisdom to be our delight. Help us to delight in wisdom. Not to take delight in the foolishness of this world, which is perversion and wickedness and wrath. But we want to delight in the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God causes us to delight in that. Help us to find our strength in your wisdom. Release your wisdom over your people, Lord. Exploits of wisdom. Accomplishments of wisdom. Outcomes of wisdom. The result of wisdom. Be released over your people in their lives, Lord. Let them walk in the fullness of your wisdom. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you, Lord. We declare victory. Give you all praise. The only wise God, we ascribe honor, blessing, power, and praise unto you. 
are the only wise God and we are your people, we are your sons, your children. Help us to live with the wisdom of God, with the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord, that in you, Jesus, are hidden the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Lord, we access it this morning. We receive of it this morning. Fill your people with wisdom to overcome temptations. The Lord is very specifically saying, God is giving, releasing wisdom upon you to overcome temptations. Wisdom to overcome temptations. Wisdom to speak right. Wisdom to pray. Your breakthrough is coming. In all you're getting, get wisdom. In all you're getting, get wisdom. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. It's a principal thing. Your deliverance is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Your miracle is coming. Wisdom will produce it for you. Wisdom will create it for you. The words of your mouth proceeding forth with the wisdom of God will create your world in accordance to His desire, His plan, His purpose. Thank you, Father. Bless your people with wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hello, this is Nisha Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.